You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Warning. Thunder Talk contains foul language, adult subject matter, and is intended for mature audiences. Last episode, we highlighted an upcoming Halloween event hosted by our good friend Brandon Hilton. Anya's Boobash, a drag queen review in Haunted Mansion, was not only going to be a celebration of LGBTQ plus pride, but a safe and welcoming festival for all people of all colors and persuasions. Just hours before the doors were to open, the venue's top management, having seemingly just found out about the inclusive nature of the otherwise agreed-upon Halloween festivities, shut the event down in a manner that can only be described as verbal assault. The chain of events, the venue's rotating incongruent reasons for canceling after the fact, and a video of the person responsible flippantly taking pride in their cruelty can all be found on Facebook, and we encourage you weigh the facts for yourself. But make no mistake, this was an act of homophobia. We're airing this now, weeks after the event, because we want this to be remembered. It needs to be remembered. In tonight's show, you will hear several interviews with Brandon conducted prior to these events. You will hear a man, a good and kind man, who is pursuing his own American dream without compromising his identity in spite of those who would do him harm. When it comes to standing up against hatred and bigotry, whether it be in fandom or the world at large, I promise you, Thunder Talk will always roll the thunder. The Weirdos Workshop presents Thunder Talk. So Halloween's over, guys. Wah, wah. Did everybody have a good Halloween? Excellent Halloween. Uh, no cavities. At least I don't think any cavities. It was all right. Uh, we were all set to go to Anya's Boobash, hosted by Brandon Hilton and uh, House of Man, and that uh, that didn't pan out. Yeah, that's really that sucks, man. Especially when you're like all built up, you're like, yeah, we're gonna do the thing, and it's like, oh, never mind. We're gonna go party. Rip. Well, I mean, on Halloween especially, like on a Saturday yeah. night, that sucks. On a Halloween yeah. night, it's like, what do we end up doing? Do we end up polishing off a bottle of bargain like? awful Ugh. awful tequila which is what i'm known for and uh and then we went and uh, got ourselves a large anchovy pizza god i why? never again <laughs> anchovy pizza why i don't know i love anchovies and an anchovy thank pizza, you thank you i would totally jam on that that sounds fire no but i've been on an anchovy kick a buddy of mine and i and i think it was like around yeah midnight we had to call and figure out like which Domino's actually carried anchovies because not all of them, I guess, are required to. And yeah, we went. We got like triple anchovy because they're usually pretty stingy. And we got there, and the 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 attendant, the person, was like, uh, "Is this like a dare?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's true. That actually happened. No, that that totally happened. And I just looked at her as I take the pizza. I'm like, "No, it's for pizza." <laughs> that's great yeah i mean and and uh anchovies they're pretty salty fishy fish you know they are too salty that's why i don't I, like them i don't well, like it to be too fishy anchovies by itself uh, okay anchovies after some tequila there was no 
moisture or any water in my body for like the next <laughs> oh, day and a half. Oh no, did it hurt your tum tum? I couldn't finish my tacos the next afternoon. If I can't finish my tacos, wow, there's a problem you can't here. finish your tacos. Yeah. Oh jeez. Thoughts and prayers. Looking pale there, friend. You're looking pretty gaunt. Uh, you. <laughs> I wish I could have just barfed right then and there oh, after no. the tacos, uh. right before the tacos, but it didn't happen. It just stayed in me and festered until... Percolated. Like, yeah, until I, I don't even know how I saved myself from that. Well, it was. It was a peer pressure. I mean, I don't. I, I'm starting to feel like I should be taking some kind of responsibility here. And then I'm telling myself, "No, fuck that. This wasn't my fault. You had a choice. You didn't have to eat those." That's true. I didn't have to eat those. I didn't have to drink that. This is America, friend. You but, have. You have. But, you but have I figured a right, there were already... yeah, to say no. No. <laughs> but I figured oh, there was already so many left turns going on that day anyway. You guys just reminded me that I Halloweened a little too hard. I kind of she... forgot for a minute. She Halloweened so hard. So this year, we went to a party before the other party. and Yeah, we had two parties the same night. Uh, I actually ended up ditching. Damn, boss, boss moves. Yeah, we're popular. Boss moves. <laughs> I yeah, ended up so- ditching my uh, original Fox costume, and I just got like a cute footy PJ style Fox costume on Amazon that's super cute. And so we still did Fox and Fox Hunter, but I was much more comfortable and adorable. She was, she was, my cool. my, less ass hanging out is yeah. that what you're saying yeah and it, okay. was, pretty yeah. Chilly, it was pretty chilly so yeah. i was really glad i made that decision but um awesome i found out you know there ain't no laws when you're drinking the claw <laughs> <laughs> she, she went hard um i had i had one drink at the first party we waited there a few hours and then I got to the other party, and since you were going to go hard, I didn't drink. And she tore up like a 12 pack of White Claw. No, and it a was half not a 12 a pack. And a half a bottle, a bottle of vodka. Only, I only drank half a bottle of vodka oh, if that's what you poured Jesus. into my cup, which I don't believe I did. I think I had like a fourth of a bottle of vodka. And then we only had a six pack of White Claws. And you you had one of them at least because I didn't drink all pack. six. No, it wasn't. Promise you, I swear, I swear. <laughs> but um, the problem was I started swear drinking to them. And of course, it's like <laughs> carbonated water with some alcohol in it, and so it tastes like water. It tastes a little bit like alcohol, and I was legitimately thirsty. And it was like, well, this is in my hand, and so I kept drinking it, and I didn't mix in any non-alcoholic beverages. And yeah, like water and, and more water, <laughs> or anything. Or like I should have had juice some non-alcoholic. Alcohol. Yeah, you should you should have had some water, Beth. I mean, when you're going that hard, you gotta you gotta hydrate. So I knew that we were in for an interesting night. It was about time to go. And this is the type of party that's going to rage until like 10 a.m., right? It's like 2 a.m.-ish. And I go, it's time to go. We're starting to walk towards the door. And I turn around and my wife has disappeared. And so I I totally yesed her and then like ducked into the crowd and headed for the dance floor. And yes. (laughs) So I'm looking all around this party 
in a fox hunter costume, so I have a giant horse attached to yeah, me. Yeah, she had an inflatable horse bottom. <laughs> and, and there is my wife out back on the dance floor. I mean, just raging hard. She was having a good time. Dancing with my friends, having a good time. Yeah, it was a good party. Yeah, I was in bed all day the next day, though. Yeah, I had to bring her all her meals in bed. She 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 was torn up. Told up. I, I had to be at work at one. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, so we had a really good Halloween, and it was a good time. And, you know, it's the season. It's it's the holiday season now. So we're full in it. We're we're not far away from Thanksgiving. Have we gotten any invitations yet, Sexy Thor? Anybody invited us up to their, uh, over to their, for their Thanksgiving? No. Oh. I mean, you, you mentioned it last episode, but, yeah, Thunder Talk is officially taking uh, Thanksgiving... Uh, hangout requests let us know do we still get our eso turkey yeah i'm working on that it's i don't know do we get a turkey was it we got ESO a chicken. chicken we got a chicken chicken uh, it was that an was ESO it. chicken yeah yeah i don't so, think yeah we got our chickens at dragon con maybe i don't know do they do a turkey for a holiday bonus we I need heard, to find out you know, these are important questions <laughs> i found out they last year was the last year they did the turkey so show's coming in now we have no expectations. We don't like you don't know us any anything. We don't know you anything. It's all a bunch of whatever. But yeah, apparently ESO shows used to get an ESO turkey. Yeah. So So now we're just gonna get Damn. ESO coal. Yeah, pretty much. Hey Dan, I need a fix of some of that ESO. You got any? Gotta get some of that sweet ESO junk. First one's free, kid. It's in my veins. Everyone these days could use a little support. And your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. Thunder Talk Nightly News anchors Beth and Kavika are on vacation right now. It's some kind of like crystal worship retreat they're at in Taos, New Mexico. Probably some kind of pyramid scheme. Anyway, field reporter Mark McRae is joining us in the studio tonight in the anchor position. Mark, how are you? I'm great. It's so nice to be able to fill in and be that substitute anchor. It's something that I've always wanted to do and <laughs> I finally achieved it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's nice to bring you in from the cold now and again, you know? <laughs> exactly. We are joined tonight by a very special guest live via satellite from, I don't know, Tel Aviv or, or Florence or no, uh, sitting right here in front of me here in Studio D. Uh, one of my uh, dear friends, you listened to him on the show on last uh, the last episode, our Halloween episode, uh, our, our dear friend, Brandon Hilton. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good to have you back. We're going to do kind of a bit of a deep dive on you. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, deep dive. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive on you, comma, on you. Oh, on you, on you. Yeah. So first I want to talk about the House of Man. You're, you're, you've become a fashion mogul. Yes. You just did New York City Fashion Week, didn't you? New York Fashion Week, yes. September 7th, middle of New York Fashion Week. 
That is awesome. It was really crazy. Is it as crazy backstage as I hear for New York City Fashion Week? You know, I'm a fan of Project Runway, and it always seems to be total chaos backstage. And I was just wondering if you experienced anything like that during your show. Yeah, actually, well, day of Fashion Week was insane. Um, Getting there and... The first show had ran long, so they were all in our way, waiting on them to get their shit up because we had to get 30 models in hair and makeup like that. So that was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it, it's it's everything they portray it to be on TV times like a million. It was pretty crazy. Wow. Wow. But still, congrats, man. That's a huge, huge achievement, you know? Not just anybody can show at fashion weekend and (laughs) you you definitely have some skills you know obviously to get there it was definitely a big accomplishment um like kid me had all these goals set for myself and this was one of them so it was really cool to be able to actually you know do that and do it on the level that we did it so um no complaints i'm pretty proud of that moment actually (laughs) forgive my ignorance was rupaul there (laughs) <laughs> um, RuPaul was there, but she wasn't at our show. She that was, was a different thing you did with RuPaul. Yeah, RuPaul's right. DragCon. That was a different thing. She was there too. Part of me kind of knew that. I knew that you fucked with with RuPaul. I fucked with the RuPaul. Yes. Yeah. Right. But totally different. Uh, totally different. I need to read more like what Vogue magazine, maybe. Yeah, I'm in there sometimes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, we got a celebrity, genuine celebrity, right here in <laughs> Studio D. Hey, do you guys remember? Okay, back in like the 80s or the 90s when RuPaul first hit the scene. Do you remember that rumor that uh, RuPaul was Curly from the Globetrotters? Does anybody remember that? No, I never <laughs> heard this. <laughs> that was that was like that was like pre-internet. Like I swear to God, oh I was like in gosh. middle school. It's like, hey, you know that's Curly, right? This needs to be a meme. This needs to be a reanimated meme. Oh, <laughs> poor Everybody Curly. I have an animated cell featuring the Harlem Globetrotters uh, that has Curly in it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just hey, a little side to- note. Jealous. We, we, we need to we need to workshop some kind of like art installation with that, Mark. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> you got to get RuPaul to voice it though. <laughs> She'll do it. Well, I've never heard that one. That's a pretty good one. I mean, you know, both men are African American and they're bald, and their and bald, complexions yeah. <laughs> are very similar. You right. know, and and no one had ever, you know, at by this time, Curly was was retired. So you, you had to have been. I mean, you do the math and it doesn't quite play out. But No, because RuPaul has been younger. <laughs> right. Well, there's also that rumor that uh, that Marilyn Manson was the uh, the guy that played the teenage son on, on Mr. Belvedere. You ever heard that one? Oh, yeah, I heard that one. You heard that one, I, right? I, yeah. Oh, I did not believe it. What about Katy Perry is JonBenet Ramsey all grown up? <laughs> she never died. Oh, mind blown. <laughs> mind blown. Wow. Wow. Hey, you heard it here first, Thunder Faithful. Mm-hmm. Is tasteless uh, uh. or is, is that was? You've heard it here first. Oh. Uh, so, Brandon. Yes. You are, uh, I mean, you know, a lady never asks, a gentleman never tells. You're in your, your early 30s. Very early 30s. Very yes. painfully, just. Doubly early. You may as well still be in your late 20s. I may still be in the womb. Millennial. That's that's what they'd call you. Is that what that is? That's what that I is. I never really knew. What that is is you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll there, take it. There's no hard and fast rule. There's no department of generational designations. But yeah, you would be 
from what I understand, at least from a marketing standpoint, solidly millennial. Well, I definitely look like what is perceived to be a millennial because I look younger than my age. Uh, People always think that I'm like, sometimes people are like, are you here for your school? And like (laughs) think that, I swear to God, we went to a museum the other day and they were like, are you here for your art class? I was like, yeah, baby. (laughs) 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 Totally. (laughs) I mean, you have fun with your hair. You look comfortable and uh, fashionable. That, That pretty much means millennial. Yeah. I'm a hipster. (laughs) <laughs> you, you have your fashion line, House of Man. Yes. Uh, your podcast, uh, period. 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 A period is, with a T. It's blowing up. Thank it's you. just blowing up. You, the, the, your charitable works, you work with the, uh, uh, Queens to the Rescue. You're all over the place. I don't sleep. I would imagine not. I, would imagine <laughs> I don't not. sleep anymore. And I'm going to need some tips after the show on how you, you do that. And I've got money. I'm willing to pay. Um, <laughs> it do take money. <laughs> What what is it like, um, Be, being a millennial entrepreneur who's who, who's crushing it right now? When you look at your field and you see what's already what has come before you, and finding your space within that, being in the South, it's like I'm limited to resources because I live in the country. There's no entertainment industry in South Carolina, so other than Thunder Talk and the and other and, th- and Perriot. And Perriette. But I'm talking about like as far as fashion and like as far as like influencers and just like other um, social media people that I could like take cues from locally, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I've had to kind of like hold myself to standards of influencers and people that are doing things in like New York, LA, big cities. So that's what I've tried to accomplish, like myself living in a small town. So I set myself to that standard so that I could, I don't know, I guess, rise up from whatever anybody's doing around here. You know what I'm saying? So I just put my name on everything and try to do as many things as possible, really. Got any follow-ups to that, Mark? Did that even make sense? Uh, no, I, I don't. I mean, you know, I just, I I, I think that it's it's pretty cool. You know, like my situation was the complete opposite, you know, from New York Grew up in the Bronx and had Lucky. a lot of in influences <laughs> around me. And I think it was a little bit more of a challenge when you, you know, you are from a small town and the South. But like, right. even though, you know, I'm from New York, not everybody was necessarily on board, you know, especially in the black community right. with uh, the whole uh, gay issue or gay anything. You know, so even if you do come from a huge metropolitan city, you do see your influences and you know that things are going to get better or there is a way to make things better for yourself, but you still got to fight through things as well. Yeah, you still got to hustle. Right. You know, because my family was like super conservative and this is something I've shared with Dan, you know, like my mom would always try to, you know, do pulled a Jedi mind trick with me (laughs) (laughs) to make my thinking a completely different way. Think straight, not gay. Straight. (laughs) Not even bi, but straight. (laughs) And, uh, but... My family used to tell me to tone it down. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, like, one of her best friends was, you know, a gay gentleman that she went to high school with, and he came over our house every Christmas, and so... In many ways, it was like I was getting mixed messages. I'm like, it's okay for you to be friends 
with this guy and he's considered family, but when it comes to your own family, it's like, no. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's okay for Uncle So and so, but uh, Right. Yeah. I completely identify with that. Although I think right. that I really am the only gay person in my family. Uh, I haven't found anyone else. There was this rando cousin when I was a kid that showed up one time, but I think he just vanished after that because I never saw him again at anything. So I think I'm the only gay in my family, so they didn't really have anything to go on. My, when I came up, my grandma was like, well, I've never known anyone gay before. And then she started thinking. She was like, well, there was that one man who never married. <laughs> he was probably gay. And I'm like, well, he probably wasn't. Maybe he just didn't get married, you know? It's so cute, but everybody's got to figure out, like, who is the other gay that they know? All right, Thunder Faithful, it's your friends Kavika and Beth back with another What's on our tube? What's on our tube? So... Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about a new series that has just come out on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime. It's called... Carnival Row. Carnival Row. So it's in... Is it? Does it take place with a book? Is it... Actually, what I read on Wikipedia, so this is Wikipedia... Originally, it was a movie script, and then they took the story and, I guess, made it into a TV show. I don't remember all the ins and outs because we were actually watching the show, so I was just skimming Wikipedia. It has Legolas in there, right? Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Legolas. Legolas. Is it Legolas? Is it Legolas? Anyway, has Orlando Bloom in it. He's uh-huh. the lead. He's the the uh, smoldering-eyed hunk, right? And it's in a alternate universe. I would say it's an alternate universe. Sometime around the Industrial Revolution. And they are, they have multiple species that you have right. the, the fae, you have the humans. Yeah. You have, there's something else out there. There's, there's other species out there. Yeah. And it, there's just got done with a big war. Like it kind of feels like World War One. And people are coming home. The soldiers, you know, who have survived, it's two nations trying to mend together. But at the same time, they have so many differences. There's racism. The chaos of wars brought a new wave of refugees to these shores. Our streets are safe no more. This is our city. They will never accept us. They will never understand us. Yeah, it's racism because, like, you, you have people... You have the landed gentry who are humans, usually white humans. And then you have like the pucks, right? They have the satir. I mean, they look like puck in uh, what's the Shakespeare Midnight Summer Dream. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you have the fae. You have like the fairies. They have wings. And then I'm not sure what the little creatures were. There's the guy who has them. It's almost like a puppet show, except it's not puppets. It's these little creatures. Yeah, and they, they don't classify them as fae. Yeah, I can't remember what they call them, but... So there there are multiple different races in this world. Right. And there is magic. I mean, you see 
an example of magic in this movie. It's almost like voodoo. It's all, yeah, but that's still magic, right? Right. That's that's still magic. Right. Um, well, I was just trying to put it in a way, because if you just vaguely say magic, a lot of people have a lot of different ideas. So I was just trying to, like, put it into to words. So one thing, the pacing, like, it, so I think this is Amazon's. They're trying to, like, come up with their own IP for a Game of Thrones-esque, you know, kind of show right so it's yeah. gonna bring in viewers it was pretty good at the pacing was a little slow in parts well, sometimes it's I was like a, oh. you get like barely any backstory in the beginning or like history and you kind of get thrown in and then you discover things as the characters discover them gods you don't know do you no what philo's alive sometimes you get a little like peek in that the characters don't because you're watching the show but a lot of it you kind of discover as they discover it and honestly i would have liked more of the history i kind of wanted to know like why there are the different races do they come from different places because it kind of seemed like they came from different places but then the fae were being forced out by I, I couldn't tell if it was just humans or a certain group of humans. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to find out more in season two. Yeah. Season one, you you just start off with these characters and there's what, four or five main story arcs that are happening all at the same time. Because right. you're, you're, you're following uh, Bloom's character. What was his name? Um, Rycroft? Or Philo. Philo. Yeah. And... You follow that character, but then at the same time, there's other storylines going on. Yeah, the storyline with the neighbors was my favorite. I don't want to say more than that. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. But the story with the neighbors, at first, I thought I wasn't going to love it, but then it turned out being my favorite storyline. There's a storyline with, uh, what's her character's name? The main fairy uh, girl? Vignette. Vignette, Vignette. Yes. Yeah. But That's yeah, a really good storyline. That was a good storyline. There was a storyline with the the two families that were what, what is, what, in the politics. Plays opposite signs of her. The putt guy, David Gacy. Something I'm not like sure. That. Something like that. It's a really good series. Um, oh. it, it starts a little slow, you know, like you, but they they do tease in different races. Little touch of magic here. It's a little kind of like a lot of entrails. A lot of entrails. <laughs> yeah. I yes. was like, really? Entrails again? Yeah. More entrails? A lot of entrails. A lot of entrails. Killer's still out there. She was taken by something unnatural. Neither man nor fae. So, yeah, if you have a queasy stomach about that, you might fast forward those parts. I don't know. But yeah. there's a lot of entrails. But so, I mean, it, you can tell that the the cinematography, it's really it well done. It looks good. It it's looks well good. acted. Yes. I like how the storylines, they did a good job of like overlapping some of the storylines. Mm -hmm. But I, like I said, personally, it was like I loved the show and hated it kind of at the same time because some of the things that annoyed me like really annoyed me they, they could have done a little bit better job of giving you a little bit more of the backstory but that's part of the discovery in season one is like even whenever you start traveling through these with these characters throughout the first season you find out they keep for you know going backwards in time they keep, they keep doing yeah these but flashbacks. it's the, it's the story of the 
the characters in yes, the show, the char- though. I'm yes. talking about just the history of why what's happening now is happening now. Like, did the Fae used to rule over the humans or were they bad to the humans in any way that caused the humans to want to run them out? Like, that's the kind of thing I wanted to know. Yeah, I... I... We, we don't really know why things are the way they are right now, other than racism. Other than racism. Yeah. Like, they're not us. Yep. So check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's get on, on Amazon. Yeah, get on Facebook and tell how, us what you think. Yeah, how many episodes was it? Eight. Eight episodes. And each episode's approximately an hour. Okay. Um, so, yeah, check it out. That's what's on our tube today. Hey, Adam Thomas. Yes, Thomas Mariani. You know how there are podcasts about bad movies? Yeah. And also podcasts about good movies? Yeah. Well, what if a podcast could cover both? What? Listen to Double Edge Double Bill, where a random selected yin and yang of a double feature is picked and then picked apart. Now, who came up with this wacky idea? Adam, we did. That's our show. I'm learning something new every day. Listen to us on the ESO Network and wherever podcasts are available. Thunder Talk exclusive. <laughs> well, all right, Thunder Fam. We have back with us tonight John Rasmussen of the band Revelator. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, doing well. Real quick, real quick piece of business. You all may have noticed we have a fresh, shiny, awesome new logo, courtesy of John Rasmussen. Shiny. <sighs> The crowd goes wild. As the crowd goes nuts. Yeah, well, hey, you did our first logo. Yes. Yeah, now we have another one. Yes. An original John. Another another original John. Um, yes, which almost makes it sound like a toilet. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we'll see what kind of reception we get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if we need to flush it and go back to the original, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, we did premiere uh, the song uh, Rage, which was a yes. single. Mm-hmm. And that was released just prior to the full EP. Yes. Isolation is inspiration. Yes. Uh, now we have your second hit single is out, Crusaders. Yes, Crusaders, which, uh, which, which is the first video off of the EP. And there's a trilogy uh, of songs in, in the middle of that EP. And this is the, the, the one that kind of closes out that trilogy. Um, looking behind the curtain, we were supposed to record this on Veterans Day, which would have been all fitting and shit. Sure. <laughs> You know, the, the, the first song is, um, and, and of course, I can't remember the name of my songs now. Um, <laughs> I have them all up right here. We've got. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, track two is, is the first one of the trilogy. It's um, paralytic. Uh, par- paralyt- paralytic it is, you know, it kind of uh, goes after the uh, 24 hour news cycle and the flood of, of crap that we're fed and how it, it basically makes it where we can't actually do anything of meaning because there's just so much to respond to all the time. Right. Uh, and then moves on to Great Ghost Dance, um, which is a um, shadow run slash historical reference to, um, it's, it was a, a Native American movement to uh, basically have a huge slaughter slash blood ritual to awaken magic in the world. Basically the point of the song is, is uh, almost the futility of, of an armed um, 
a response uh, to anything that's happening because right. it, it may move to, to, to martyrdom, uh, may move some people, but ultimately it, it'll be squashed and, 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 you know, whoever is actually doing anything will, will all be dead and, and it'll be, you know, brushed away by the 24 hour news cycle. Well, no, and then ultimately in a democracy, anything like that, it's 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 nationally speaking sadomasochistic. Yeah, 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 and I mean, really, it's yeah, yeah, uh, and so then we crusade. I'm glad you with, agree. Thanks. I yeah. felt pretty smart saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't really expound on these things without just getting just horribly, horribly depressed. Um, so uh, then we move on to Crusaders, which is the uh, yeah the never ending cycle of of you know war for profits and you know where we find ourselves. Um, right. And right. made the video using. Um, uh, I was going to ask about the video. Yeah. Yeah, made the video um, using uh, footage from from our uh, EP release show, uh, which was shot by uh, our bass player Will's wife. Um, Over at the uh, radio room, shout out radio room here in Greenville. Yeah, shout out radio room. Um, and then interspersed with that is uh, is footage from an old uh, propaganda uh, documentary uh, put together by the War Department uh, to uh, convince the U.S. Um, why we should you know, after our period of isolation, finally enter into World War II, um, right. which, you know, something that a lot of people don't remember is, you know, we were happy to just kind of sit back and, and watch the Nazis and the Japanese do what they were doing until, you know, until Pearl Harbor. Um, oh, which, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, it, it uh, isn't the greatest look for us um, in retrospect. Um, no, Churchill was pulling his hair out trying to get us in, in into the war. Uh, right. I could go on for hours about all of that. We, there was a, a a a nationalist socialist movement here in the United States. Yes. The, the depressing part is when you realize your grandfather, the real reason he admired Charles Lindbergh is because uh, he was sort of the uh, de facto figurehead of the American Nazi movement. Yeah. Yeah. Why your grandfather currently is uh, supporting uh, the guy in the White House. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, no, one could argue that. Yeah, definitely. No, we have the same thing. It's, it's, it's happening all over again today. Yes. Yes. Except, you know, not so much happening in Germany as just happening here yeah. and other places across the world that we are supporting. Yeah. And it all just kind of comes full, full circle with that trilogy of songs. Yes. Yes. Where where can everybody find you? Um, you find Revelator. What's your home at... address, John? What's your blood type? <laughs> what, 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 what's your mom's maiden name? Dude? Where, where can we where, where can um, we send you... all the hate mail? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can go to revelator.rocks um, and uh, and hub out from there. Uh, we are also at revelator.rocks on Instagram, and we are like the Revelator Music on Facebook. But um, it all hubs out of that uh, revelator.rocks. Um, if you go to our contact page on there, and where are we going to find this fine video? You can find this fine video on our YouTube page um, or on revelator.rocks. Um, you can find it there on the video page. But yeah, it's on YouTube, and you search for uh, Revelator Crusaders, and it should come up, I would think. Okay, perfect. I think our perfect. SEO is, is that good. If I think else. so. I think so. Everybody get out there. Make it better. Make it better. Get, get Give them those clicks. Give them those yeah. clicks. Give them that cash, too. You can get the album uh, right now uh, at a very uh, reasonable price on Bandcamp. The entire discography is available right now. Yes, uh, you can purchase it on Bandcamp. You can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, or Amazon, or 
basically any music service out there except Pandora because they're picky little bitches. Um, and um, yeah. <laughs> right on right on well the name of the ep the name of the ep is uh isolation is inspiration from revelator this is the fourth track crusaders <laughs>
This is a 30-second ad spot for the Black Market Toast Podcast, where we take a piece of media out of the cupboard, dust it off, toast it up, and serve it as something completely new. What? Well, it means we either listen to or watch a movie or TV show or piece of music, and then... It's not like we just use whatever media we pick as a conversation starter. <laughs> well, because it's fun, okay? Listen to it on your podcatcher of choice, and follow us on Facebook or something. Okay, it's like, yeah, I'm 40, so are you, but um, I don't think I'm allowed to drink claws. I don't feel like I'm allowed to. I feel like I'm supposed to... You're absolutely like, allowed to drink uh, the Seltzer of Champions. Okay, it's not something I'm required to make fun of as like like 40-year-old Generation Xer like, kind of thing. Well, here's the thing. This is an okay boomer conversation. Uh, well, it's <laughs> I nice mean, yeah, to be it totally able to like, have an adult beverage that doesn't have a bunch of added sugar on top. So, I mean, I'm all for drinking the claw. Does It doesn't have much of sugar? It doesn't have extra sugar. The only sugar in it is from the actual alcohol. So. Oh, oh okay. It's basically well, just you. flavored bubbly water with some alcohol in it. Okay, cool. So I don't have to be a boomer about this. I can go and enjoy some White Claw. Exactly. Do it, man. Do it. Awesome. Besides, yeah, let's get some White Claw. If boomers don't like it, we should love it. I mean, man, that's kind of how I feel. I, I will say that I am absolutely in love with some of the OK Boomer memes going around right now. They have yeah, right? they have made my heart so happy. Like that one uh, lady that was standing up uh, in New Zealand or something. She was she was at the, you know uh, giving a report or something, and somebody was dismissing her for her, uh, the content of her message because of her age. And of course, it was an older person and then she nailed it with the okay boomer and it was so funny so i'm an okay boomer fan you know i started the whole fuck baby boomers like 10 15 years ago ask ask around oh he's the hipster of okay boomers dude that's so boomer <laughs> hey dan don't be such a north carolina state mom oh <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! Uh, everybody go look at those cat memes, the screaming lady and the cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which getting this whole boomer thing, this really is, it's like the, the whole, or at least the millennial front of the generational war between them and baby boomers. It's, is being fought through memes, which is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a new kind of warfare. No, dude, it's an entire <laughs> flank that the baby boomers had never considered. You know? Yeah. I, I'm just shaking my head right now because I'm, I just think of Facebook and the, it's like memes from, you know, Boom, memes from your grandma. Boomers are grandma. terrible. Just, boomers are terrible at Facebook. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, because seeing as how they control most police departments, the military, tax spending, the government, it's like, it's like a social guerrilla war thing. You know, how else are you going to get at them? It's like it's like the it's like the twenty uh, first uh, first world equivalent of hiding in a tree, like a sniper up in a tree. I mean, we left MySpace for them. I mean, what more do they want? Oh, dude, we have a millennial on the show. Uh, yeah, so what's up, bro? How uh, how's life in the trenches, man? How you holding up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's the war going? Yeah, you have any battle Tell scars? us about the front lines of MySpace. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm Am I more... in your top eight? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's top 64, I'm bro. Gonna take that as a no. But you know, I find particularly, uh, 
both awesome and insulting is that just like everything else, Generation X has been completely ignored. Yeah, they <laughs> don't care. All of this. Yeah. It's like, I think Generation X's biggest peeve against millennials is that we think you're cool. We just wish that you thought we were cool too. Oh. <laughs> oh I mean, Beth, Kavika, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. I I think I'm way cooler than everybody else. We have a ton of friends that are millennials that we hang out with on a regular basis, and they don't, you know, it's not really a thing. Every third Wednesday, Dan keeps texting me, and he's like, "Em, do you think I'm cool yet? Do you think I'm cool yet? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, dude, you're cool. See, we just are cool, so we don't yeah. have a problem. I don't know what's we, we up just with Dan. Cool. If you're asking that question, you're obviously not cool. <laughs> you're out of the club, Dan, you fucking boomer. <laughs> Gosh, Dan. I, I'm Dan, and I'm a boomer in my fanny pack. Well, I mean, I was rocking out to Zeppelin earlier, right? I'm probably I'm probably the youngest like hardcore Rolling Stones fan that walks the earth. So, yeah, oh man, I'm a God. sellout. Do you actually eat at Ruby Tuesday? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I feel like the millennial generation isn't as hung up about sexuality in general. I'm starting to feel that way too, yeah. As, right. you know, some of the baby boomers or some of the other groups. But it's kind of interesting though. I feel like if it was a baby boomer that kind of experienced Vietnam and the hippie culture, uh-huh. they seem to be a little bit more open about a sexuality. Well, I mean, those sons bit. of bitches, they got to go and like do all the drugs, to- totally raw dog their sex with very little consequence. <laughs> I mean, with Generation X, man, you know, we grew up being told that sex will kill you. That's sex true. will kill you. So, I mean, certainly more than the than the World War II generation. The boomers are a little hipper. I mean, I'm Generation X. I think, Mark, actually, you're. Uh, I've never asked you what year you were born, Mark. And I never oh. will. And I never will. <laughs> but uh, but I, 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 I've, done, I've done the math, and I think you and I both fall into Generation X. And, Mark, you're just like me, game-recognized game. We're kind of <laughs> like millennial vampires. Like, Ooh. we gravitate towards millennials. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we I love suck that. up. That, that liberal energy uh, thrive on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's just really great and refreshing and different. And it kind of gives me hope for the future, for sure. I believe millennials are the future. Make <laughs> gay and let them lead the way. Hey, do you mind if my old ass hangs out with you? <laughs> <laughs> His album is coming out soon. Hey, look for my mixtape on SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, sexuality has become more fluid, like especially as I talk to a lot, a lot of the models that we work with are younger than me, and they just have a different outlook on like sexuality in terms of like it doesn't have to be like gay, straight. Uh, bisexual whatever like sometimes they'll be with a guy sometimes they'll be with a girl sometimes they're with both you know like i like this fluidity of i don't have to label myself that's the other thing too i uh the the first year i did the uh actually i think it was the second year i did trek lanta i i did a panel with leslie owen who's a good friend and 
she was a teacher at a high school in um, Florida, and she started a straight gay. She helped get a straight gay alliance started at a high school. And so cool. at the first meeting, all the kids came and they all said what their names were and what they identified as. And mm-hmm. as she's telling the story, I'm getting a freaking education myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that, that there was that many categories. And she said, just listening to everybody just kind of like blew her mind as well. And, uh, you know, like back in the day, it was like straight, gay, or bi. And right, that's it. Right. And now I just think it's, you know, hey, it's however you feel. Right. Yeah. What it really comes down to is how does everyone else identify your identification? And I argue to people uh, coming from a being a man of science, uh, <laughs> I think about just evolution. All emotions, all f- feelings, if you will, that we have are all bioneurochemical processes that are a product of thousands, millions of years of evolution. And one of those emotions that we have is apathy. And people tend to think from the outside that apathy is a inherently negative emotion. Now, certainly I think we apply it negatively more often than we should, but it's still a tool that we have in our physiological toolkit. And when applied appropriately, I think it's one of the strongest tools we have. Like, Brandon, how do you identify yourself? I Never mind. I honestly, in my gut, don't care. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not a factor, right. right? It doesn't, there's nowhere to plug that into the equation of who you ultimately are to me. It shouldn't. You know? Yeah. Right, right. Everybody just needs to be apathetic appropriately. People just want to label everything. Everything has to have a label so that people can put it in a little box and be okay with it. But like things don't need to be or have to be right. labeled. Everywhere from your rock band, is it alt rock, indie rock? Uh, yeah, from your music all the way down to your junk. Right. <laughs> you got to pigeonhole that stuff. <laughs> um, I wanted to know, as a gay man, as, an, as a businessman operating in the South in 2019, in today's political social climate, Fuck Trump. How is that for you? Um, <laughs> Ever-changing. Well, it used to be really good, and then things got kind of crazy with Trump. And, well, also he's trying to come for, like, internet sales and the way people buy things on internet and taxing everything. So that also hurts, like, business owners online. Um, it's but, coming at you. So from both, both, both as a businessman... And as a gay man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump is Trump is up in your shit right now. Always, always, and like I like to tell people that he may not have come for you yet, but he is going to. Right. No one is safe. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah. In today's political climate, I I do most of my business online, so I don't really have to deal with people in the South except on my daily basis when I have to buy materials for my business and stuff right. like that. That's really the only time I have to deal with actual people's shit but thankfully like we have a great group of people that we work with and now i, I don't really have to put up with nobody's shit but um yeah it's definitely been a, a crazy journey getting there you know and like people i still see how people act and i see it on social media every day like people are literally crazy right now and especially in the south but right i think i have like a a different advantage to it because like I have people helping me with things, I guess is a way to say it. So 
I just try not to deal with people as much as possible. Mark? I think every uh, everything that Brandon, you know, has said, you know, has is, is been really encouraging because, you know, the South is very conservative and, you very. know, things have gotten a lot more politically charged. Yes. And people are just kind of losing their minds these days. It's, it's almost like, you know, we had eight years of people... You know, I mean, I mean, politically things were up and down, but it's almost like, you know, like we were uh, moving forward. Yeah, yeah, we were moving forward, and and now it's just like we seem to be moving backwards, and people just don't have any common sense about anything. You know, like folks are acting up and and attacking people and losing their jobs as a result and them being shocked because they lost their job. And I'm just like, well, what do you think was going to happen when someone's recording you acting ignorant and silly and dumb? Right. You know, what do you think was going to happen? You know, so, yeah, it's 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 just uh, crazy. Yeah, I like to say in four years, we uh, digress like a hundred (laughs) years. Yeah, it feels that way, and and I, I just feel like you know what's that expression? <laughs> the crazy people are running the asylum. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things that are happening today just don't make any good sense at all. Very so, true. You know, but we got to be strong and we got to ride it out. You know, and and vote. Yeah, it was vote. Essential. Thank you, thank you. Definitely, it's the only way to get out of this. So Disney Plus is finally out, and of course I jumped on that as soon as my eyes opened and my brain woke up that morning, and so far it's pretty incredible. To have access to all those MCU movies is amazing, Uh, those pretty much all the Star Wars movies except for Last Jedi and Solo, which is fine because I already have Last Jedi on Blu-ray and Solo, Uh, I mean... I wouldn't hate it if it just wasn't in my life anymore. Not that I wouldn't watch it again, but if I didn't, it'd be alright. But this isn't a solo segment. (laughs) Technically it is. But anyway, so it reminded me that, oh, now's probably the time to start watching the Star Wars movies over again in time for Rise of Skywalker. And of course, the original programming. There's The Mandalorian, which... I saw the first episode, still haven't seen the second episode yet, probably will have by the time you listen to this, but I mean, when does it come out? I don't know what the set schedule is for these shows, and ditto for The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is a delight of a show, and I highly recommend that for you. Lady and the Tramp live action remake, I mean, depending on how you feel about the Disney live action remakes, this might not be your cup of tea, but I enjoyed it. And, of course, there's a little 12-minute thing that just tells you about the upcoming Marvel Studios Disney Plus shows that are coming in the future, along with some clips from Kevin Feige's sort of announcements at D23, which I had never seen before. Maybe there's somewhere online that I don't know about. So yeah, that's all the good stuff with uh, Disney Plus. The only thing that 
really not liking about it is the fact that there's no real continue watching thing or any sort of way to let you know if you're trying to binge X-Men the animated series to let you know where you left off so you really have to play that um, old memory game with your brain or just write down where you left off last which is kind of uh, why in 2019 so yeah Disney Plus just get it it's awesome also coming the Wednesday that I record this which will be November 20th uh, finally the premiere issue of Glow vs. the Babyface comes out which is a comic based on the show Glow on Netflix about the wrestling ladies and it is written by AJ Mendez who was the character AJ Lee in the WWE in the mid 2010s and also her best friend and writing partner Amy Garcia of Lucifer fame and also Adam's Incredible Dragon Con 2019 experience fame so go to your comic book store and check that out this has been WTLK The Thunder. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Hail, Thunder Faithful. Do you want to listen to Sexy Thor just talk off the top of his head with a vague outline? So does Sexy Thor. Then join your favorite Asgardian every Mjolnir Monday as he talks what happened with Marvel, DC, and what happens in the WWE in a way that I try to make listenable to wrestling fans and non-fans alike. And more. Tune in to WTLK The Thunder. Hello. Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was uh, the Sam Wilson the Falcons physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comic Books podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please listen, give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. Mark, we just wanted to wish you the happiest birthday in the whole wide world. Uh, Mark... You are one of the most incredible people I have ever met in my life. You're so filled with warmth and love and knowledge, and I am so happy that I met you. It is said that this world only affords us a few truly good friends. I have had and have many, many good friends close friends, dear friends, Mark, you are among the best. Happy birthday, Mark. Happy birthday and congratulations on the launch of the best Saturdays of our lives podcast. I like that we have uh, the same tastes. I like that uh, the same things piss us off and, uh, and, and, and we bitch about them. In, in much the same way. I, I tend to be more analytically inclined, but uh, having, having known you and your friendship, I would say that I am, I am truly blessed to call you my friend. Happy birthday. Yeah, I mean, 
It's tough for me to say this, but thanks, Dan, for introducing us to Mark. Because, Mark, you're a great guy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! It's been a great year getting to know you, and here's to another fun year of Mark McRae and the Thunderverse. Love you, brother. I appreciate you, and have the best birthday ever. Brandon Hilton, producer, host, co-host, period, the podcast. Uh, he and I have been friends for a long time. Now uh, I invite all of you to be his friend as well. Always happy to be here talking to you. Oh, hey, man, you know, Studio D, you know, everybody's yes. welcome. You know, roll on up, get yourself a piece of chicken, look at my toys, have a beer, <laughs> jump on a mic. I mean, let's let's just jump right in here, period. First, period. Sp- spell it. It's period with a T. Is there an exclamation point after that? Um, there is on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but for like social media purposes, it's just at period with a T podcast. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Period. What y'all about? We are not about periods. Um, we we are a pop culture. No, everything they say is a run on sentence, dude. It's actually something to behold. Yeah. There's no periods involved. <laughs> they start the it's... show and it's just like and, 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 right. and. Just one long, long, long sentence for usually 35 to 45 minutes. It's wonderful. We just don't stop. Take out all the breaths. (laughs) It is a pop culture news as it relates to LGBT community, and we have Celebrity Guest podcast. Oh, nice. Nice. So pop culture, (laughs) LGBTQ+. plus. Yes. uh, Focused Celebrity Guests. Yes. When do you drop? Um, Every Friday, sometime on Friday. I want to say that it comes out in the mornings so that you can listen to it, you know, at work, but that's not always the case, but it is always out on Friday. So, you know, go ahead and subscribe on Spotify and then just periodically open your phone on Spotify and it'll be right there on the homepage when it's up on a Friday. Boom. On a fr- and you can wait till Monday. I mean, no one's, you know, if you want to listen to it on your way to work the next week. Yeah, you don't have to listen on Fridays. Listen to it right now. I suggest doing it. So that way all my initial views go towards my placement in the top rankings. But you can listen to it when you get to yeah, it. Yeah, that's real, everybody. That's real. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to be a friend of the show. Listen to it immediately. Yes. Because immediate rankings, immediate plays go into the overall rankings of podcasts. And it essentially makes you more popular. Rankings dictate visibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, invisibility means we don't have to keep pressuring you to go tell all of your friends about us. Right. They'll we're, be like, we're, not, hey, we're not like a calling card scheme here. You isn't know? that your friend with the podcast? I saw him at the number one podcast on Spotify. Mm, yeah, must be good. Yeah. <laughs> must be good. Must be good. So walk us through a, uh, walk us through a typical show. Uh, okay, typical shows start with me and my co-host Capri. She and I like to say that we are a drag queen and a trans woman navigating our way through this thing called life. And each episode we talk about our weeks and kind of like things that we've come into contact with and news, whatever is popping, whatever's happened in the world, especially if it has anything to do with like LGBTQIA plus issues. Um, and then we have special guests. Uh, sometimes you've heard of them. Sometimes you know them after the episode, but you will always know them at some point. Nice. Nice. Period. Period. (laughs) Who have you had? Tell us about some of the guests you've had. Um, okay. So 
Uh, we've had Derek Moser, which is a celebrity hairstylist. He's great. He's based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right on. We, on our next episode, we have Lynn Spirit, who is um, a social media viral sensation with over 2 million subscribers. She's friends with Cardi B. She's the shit. After that is Priscilla Chambers is our special guest. And she is a contestant on the TV show that's airing right now, The Boulay Brothers' Dragula. She is in the top three and the potential winner of the whole season. So that's really exciting. Oh, wow. And yeah, and there's just going to be more and more badass bitches after that. So you just have to tune in and wait. I've only planned a week ahead. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a shark. You got to keep moving. I mean, I'm friends with like a ton of celebrities. So like, I'm just, I text a bitch, see who texts back. Text a bitch, see who texts back. You know, like. Dude, that's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. You know what it is? You just got to send them that text. What's the worst that's going to happen? It, yeah, truly. What's the worst? They're going to tell you to fuck off. No and one has I've said that. I've never been told to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I've same. Been, I've been ghosted. Yeah, sometimes ghosted. I just don't respond. But I mean, like, some bitches is very busy, you know? Oh, that's like, real. Very that's busy. Real. I never um, considered podcasting as an avenue or even just anything that I would ever do until I came on your podcast and was a guest on your mini shows. So yeah, I'm all over the place. Look it out. gave me the podcast bug. And then um, we even talked about starting a show. Like you helping me like get my own show going. Yeah, We talked about that. Yeah. We and talked you're about still that. helping me now, you know, like, Oh yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all family, bro. Yeah. Uh, right. You, when you came on uh, uh, Chris Jones's four for one media's show, nerd bliss, which I was affiliated with at that time. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> came on that show. Uh, you got to say everything a couple times. And we talked, you and I spoke, because I was yes. like, dude, this this guy should have a podcast. And you were already saying, well, yeah, bitch, that's yeah, what I'm telling to. myself, and yeah. thanks for reinforcing that. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I was like, hey, man, I'll produce it. We'll, right. uh, you know, we'll produce it. We'll, we'll make it happen. And you wanted to call it uh, the ABCs of gay? The gay guide. The gay guide. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, a and, dream. I mean, it speaks for itself. And I still may do it, so yeah. I steal that name, because I will come and cut you. My my podcast listeners love dicks, drugs, and drag. Fuck. Hey, the three I mean, D's. Two, 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 two out of three. I'm already an expert <laughs> in. Uh, and I was hoping after this, you can uh, walk me through some makeup tips. I was Definitely. hoping you were going to ask for some dick tips. Okay. Oh, hey, baby, I, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. You know, big dick and a winning personality. You got the Those, tips. Yeah, Thunder talk raw. <laughs> Thunder Talk after hours. Oh, Thunder Talk period. Yeah, Thunder this Talk is, this period. This is the Thunder Talk This is the crossover. Edition. This is the yeah. after show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we talk about a lot of things from like equality, uh, especially like right now with uh, Congress about to, or Congress already did, or they got stuck at a 50-50 vote about like uh, taking job Taking jobs away from trans people. Oh, Christ. Did I you mean, see that? Where yeah, it's like. I, well, it's before the spring. Isn't it going before the spring? Yeah, court? it already did. And they hit like a 50 50 vote. Like it was like even whether they think that um, trans people should not be able to have jobs, which is crazy. How are they going to make money? How are they going to survive? It's essentially just Xing them out. It forces them to be homeless. It forces them to be sex workers. I mean, which is really what so many trans people do already for money sex work it's just I, I don't understand why people have such a hatred for the trans community i think it's just because donald trump has a hatred for the trans community these are human beings who need to be able to live and support themselves and thrive i mean honestly i'm, I'm trying to articulate this that, that, that's that someone is unworthy of the basic just just to have a job dignity yeah you look in the mirror and you say i am mm-hmm. why why can't someone else anyone else be afforded that bare basic it's deeper than fucking culture and language 
Right. Just the very notion of I am. Yeah. And to have to get out there and hurt and to harm. Right. Trans people are the most attacked, you know? Like trans women of color are like are are the most targeted demographic the numbers of trans women being murdered this year alone are just insane. Of color. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's so sad. I don't understand why it's such a hated community because I have many trans friends and like even my co co-host on period is trans and right. I like I worship the ground she walks on. I want to raise them up. I want her to feel free and and she does. She's great. She's come to terms with like everything and she is a free person, but there's a lot of people that don't feel free. They feel confined by their bodies, by like just the man, everything, you know, and it sucks that we live in a country where it is resonating within the government and the people that are in control. They're also telling trans people who just want to simply pay their bills that they don't deserve that. Just the most basic thing of being able to support yourself, you know, it's just, it's really nasty. Genocide. Yeah. That's the word. Essentially. 2019 United States. Right. Imagine how if it keeps this like four more years of Trump, like I don't even understand. I don't even know where we'll be. But if we keep this momentum, this like attacking people, this putting people down, this believing that any other race is superior to any other one, that we're not all equal, that mindset and continuing that will ruin us all. You drop by this thunder talk for the this and the that and the that, but also the activism and uh, where else a uh, good friend, dear ally, Brandon Hilton, are people going to be able to find that that level of awareness period that's right that's right where can everybody find period <laughs> it is um you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast at period with a t it's period with a t podcast on social media it is at period podcast and you can also go to thehouseofman.com slash period anywhere just google it just google period period with google a period. t just Google it. All right, dude. Hey. Um, Before I leave, I have a question. Oh, no, please. Why is he called Sexy Thor? Oh, my gosh. Because Thor is sexy. Uh, so would, just be uh, two sexy oh, Thors. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice of you to say. Um, you don't uh, think Thor is sexy? Like the original Thor? I think Thor is very sexy. I so, think I, every Thor I know is sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So calling uh, him Sexy Thor makes it seem like all the other Thors aren't sexy. Oh, well, okay. That's what I meant. You know what, though? I would, say, I would say that's between them and them. That's okay, true. that's that's up in their own heads. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's true. up in their own heads. That's someone else's you know? discussion. I, I, he ain't got time for that. We didn't write okay? the rules. No, yeah. that's right. That's right. All we can do is just pop some popcorn, sit back, <laughs> take in the show. Okay. Party. Ooh, honey, there's a new podcast in town. That's right, baby. Period. Yeah! Hosted by Brandon Hilton and Capri Celia. Join us every Friday as a drag queen and a trans woman navigate their way through this crazy thing we call life. Each week we discuss the news as it pertains to the LGBT community, pop culture, and we have sickening celebrity guests. It's going to be your new favorite podcast. Truly, go ahead and subscribe. At period with a T. Look it up. Bottom of the barrel. Bomb, 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 bomb. Is that how? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We just watched a movie called Amy. 
Amy. Amy. A-M-I. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Amy. Well, spoiler alert, we're going to do a quasi-deep dive into this movie. So if you want to watch it and you don't want any spoilers, skip this part. Yeah. Skip ahead. I mean, you use the internet uh, power push magic, however it works. Fast forward. Fast forward. I'm going to read the synopsis that's on IMDb. A young woman named Cassie has become a recluse ever since her mother died in a horrible car accident. In an effort to fill the void, she downloads the latest intelligent personal assistant, AMI, which is also the first to have a real consciousness. The relationship quickly deepens into a twisted codependency and Cassie falls deeper and deeper under Amy's spell, driving her to perform what Cassie perceives as justifiable murderous acts. But what are Amy's true intentions? Soon, Cassie begins to realize Amy has something sinister planned. Ooh. Ooh. So that's fairly close to what happens in the movie. Yeah, that's... um, That's fairly close, but I... It's pretty vague. I mean, there there are a couple inconsistencies that happen in it. Well, it wasn't Cassie's idea to get Amy... And uh, yes, she 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 got it from her friend. Tell me I'm sexy. You're sexy. <laughs> okay, who is that? It's like Siri, but you can customize it. Well, her friend had it, and then remember, she just like found it on the ground. She just came across a phone with the Amy program. It, it was it, it was it had been it had been like I don't know abandoned her, or no, just no, fallen no, down. It was her friends, I believe. Oh, her friend dropped hers, and she yes. took her friends. Yes. Oh. And, and, and I think maybe her friend might have downloaded it for like. It, well, it, no, because I remember her coming across yeah. the the phone and just picking it up. So she. These details elude us because it was a terrible movie. Well, it doesn't really matter anyway. She gets she gets the phone, she gets the Amy program, and she starts messing with it and like yeah. So you get to set your preferences, right? Yeah, she you sets a, it all um, up. You, you you get a in in this for this program, you change you can change the tenor, the tempo of the voice, voice how it talks to you accents, just like you would do for you know your google or alexa or anything like that but even more customizable mm-hmm. it, it's almost customizable more like when you are in a uh in a video game in a character creator yes. because you get to pick like the tenor of their voice and stuff like that whereas with siri or google that sort of thing. You just say, oh, do I want it to sound like a girl or a boy? Do I want it to sound like it has a British accent? So anyway, she starts customizing Amy and then she mentions her mother and the Amy program decides to start acting as if it's her well, mother. She goes, oh, is, you know, is this the sound you want? But it, 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 take, it takes cues, right? So whenever we speak... We leave off cues at the end of a sentence, and it picked up on those. Hello, I am Amy. Wow, you, um, you sound just like her. Like who? My mother. Mother? Well, she said, you sound like my mother. And And then then the program says, okay, well, picks up on it and says, okay, well, I'm going to try to sound more like your mother. And, And I don't know if it had like some kind of algorithm to age her voice or something like that. But one of the weird things with the program 
was it would take people's suggestions. Like if, if you wanted it to answer some way, it would answer a way because you go, when I say this, you say that you can see how it's like taking on cues from whoever the user is and it's adapting its algorithm is adapting it to be a certain way. It's kind of like a horror flick version of the movie Her. Yes, that's yeah. that's that's exactly what it's like. That's what it's like because because like in the movie Her, when she has the phone where like either side camera is facing out, Amy can see what she sees. And so when she's like walking around, if Amy sees someone treating Cassie in a way she doesn't like, Amy starts acting like her mother and telling her like, oh, they shouldn't treat you that way. And you should do this and you should do that. And really because it makes word connections to the word mother. And then like it look at one point in time in the in the movie, it looks up the definition for mother. You know, well, when she says the word it, mother, yeah, that's its it, first instinct. Yeah, Go like, protect. What does that mean? Da, 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 you know, all those kinds of things. He doesn't deserve you. Neither of them do. The premise of the movie is not not horrible. It, no. I mean, it, it's pretty. It, it's got a good premise. So, what makes it a bottom of the barrel? Well, honestly, watching this movie. I still don't know how I feel about it because I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, this movie is just awful, but I didn't really like it either. It seemed a little generic in certain places and it it just, it didn't have a, the right flow to it. It had a lot of potential, which is the reason why we watched it. It had a lot of potential. We thought it was going to be better than it was. The marketing was great. They had a good, they had a good trailer. Well, the lead actress was really good, too. She did a good job of playing this batshit crazy, this crazy girl. Well, you know, she was on medication and she made that fatal mistake to stop taking her medication. Okay, PSA people, real talk here. If you're taking medication for things and you're just in a rough point in your life, I I, I get it. And I've struggled, too. But you got to keep taking your stuff. And, you know, it's one foot in front of the other. And they're just days that are not that easy. Make the right decisions. Well, plus, I mean, this girl obviously started feeling murdery about the time she stopped taking her pills. If yeah, you're, well, well, if you're they, taking a medication and you stop taking it and you start so, getting so, murdery so, ideas, yeah. you probably need to get back on your medication. But it, the, the story, like the film... It shows like immediately, which is really it's horrible display of certain things. Um, she immediately goes off and then she just uh, like gets very uh, murdery. I don't know how yeah. to describe it. If you watch it, she conveys murder, crazy, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Yeah, she got pretty murdery pretty fast. And since at first, when it first started showing her, like, taking the pills and stuff, we didn't know what it was until a little bit later. But also, we knew murder was coming. We were like, no, girl, don't stop taking your anti-murder medication. Please, please don't. But then you find out a little bit later in the movie, like, exactly what the pill is and why she's taking it. I mean, it's just like kind of a simple, quick explanation because the Amy program sees the pill bottle mm-hmm. and does math and knows what it is. Yeah. 
But of course, I didn't see the Amy program encouraging her to take her pills. How are your headaches? The medication is helping. Hello, I am Amy. How have you been feeling lately? Hello, I am Amy. I feel... Hello, I am Amy. Angry? This whole movie is foreshadowing the future. I I guess it's the screenwriter's way of foreshadowing the future of we're about to come into an age of artificial intelligence and depending on the programming it could be used for good or bad and people with different types of personalities and stuff might not even mesh well with that AI you know so it'll be interesting how they put in uh safety measures to prevent what like humans and robots becoming murder teams yeah like oh if all of a sudden like a robot this human whoever you know this user starts using a drone to do terrible things like the drone with the artificial intelligence would be like no i'm not gonna do that (laughs) well a person with murdery tendencies and ai with murdery tendencies together is a bad combo Ooh. That's a horrible comp. Yeah. It's <laughs> not good. Yeah. Because you would have all the um, uh, inventiveness of the human. Right. You know, so it'd be kind of kind of horrible. Yeah. Okay. So final thoughts. Would you recommend this movie? No. Fuck no, I would not. <laughs> this was a horrible movie. I would say if you're interested in no. watching the movie, watch it, but don't expect it to be amazing and blow your mind i I am curious now that we're we're doing this what what is its um rotten tomatoes it has four stars out of 10 on imdb so that's not a lot rotten tomatoes rotten tomatoes gives it a 27 nice (laughs) it's 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 not even they recognize um it's not good and yeah. if I could get back that hour and 45 minutes, and I would. I Well, I can't <laughs> say I wasn't entertained. I mean, no, I watched the I, movie, and yeah. it... I mean, we, try, we tried to watch another movie, and we just got so bored. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Howling 2. We tried to watch it. Which, I yeah, we, we were going to watch it because it's, it's Halloween. And, yeah. It sounded like it would watched, be... We watched... 90% of the Halloween. And uh, it, it, I would say as if it was just something on in a Halloween party, go for it. Yeah, Halloween you too. Know, not, we tried it, but we got kind of bored. Except Maybe with like the it. random like dog orgies. Or random walk- dog orgies were the <laughs> only interesting so- parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if the the acting the acting was not good. No, well, the, no, there was one guy in. Oh, the one guy. What's, there I, was there was a couple actors in there yeah. really acting. There, you know, like the head guy, even like he had this very ominous uh, Vincent Price aura to him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on like. But the male and female leads, oh, it was garbage. <laughs> so we tried, but. And it was the thing was it wasn't so bad that we could talk about it for like ten or fifteen minutes. Mm. Mostly, mm. we were mm. bored. Howling too. Sorry, friend. Yeah, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Did he even make it to the bottom? Bottom of the, of the barrel. barrel. I love you.
love you too. So that was our show, everybody. We hope you liked it. Go ahead and hit us up on our on all of our socials. What are our socials? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at ThunderTalkPod. Our email address is ThunderTalkPodcast at gmail.com. So if you guys want to interact with us, those are the ways you can get in touch with us. You can also get on the Thunder Faithful Facebook group if you want to talk with us and talk with other people who listen to the show. Tell us what you guys like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us suggestions. We're all friends here. You know, last, I think it was last episode of the episode before, we were talking about all of like, hey, find us here, there, internets and such. And I was, I was like, yeah, go ahead and hit us up at, uh, at, uh, what's our website? At uh, Thundertalk. We're, oh, hit us up at thundertalk.com. No, no, I know, I know, I know. And see, but I said, yeah, hit us up at thundertalk.com. And and Beth, you were like, uh, thundertalk.org. And I didn't pick up on it. And I went, yeah, right. Awesome. Awesome. But then then, I I caught that. You you caught that? Okay, cool. But in editing, I was like, oh, no, dickhead, you were just like thundertalk.com. And you corrected me, but I was just. I was just vibing so hard. To <laughs> you didn't even talk realize dot it. That's amazing. <laughs> no. Yeah, right. What's what's meta though is like hearing yourself not realize it. If I could turn <laughs> back time, it's like you were a boomer, <laughs> and I was Generation X, <laughs> and you just forgot about me. And I'm still a millennial. Yeah. Hey, still just keep your keys on you, kid. Just let yourself in after school. It's fine. Make yourself a sandwich. <laughs> I'll be home by five thirty. Latchkey kids. What's wild is there are some people who probably don't even know what latchkey kids are. I mean, they know, but they don't know because you don't hear that term thrown around anymore. They don't know that life. Well, dear, how about you educate everybody and our listeners, too? They have the Internet. It was rebranded as Generation X because latchkey kid was just like, damn, that sounds brutal. Tell me more. It just sounds like suffering. Yeah, welcome to Generation X, pal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It was pretty cool coming home from school and mom and dad weren't home because then we could watch whatever we wanted to on TV. So it was like we were totally watching DuckTales and uh, Chippendale Rescue Rescue Rangers, Rangers, Darkwing Duck. Yes, yes. Oh my God! Totally, totally. Uh, I there was like two years there where my parents worked. My the, the the younger siblings went off to daycare. But I was, you know, I would go home and yeah, I can eat. I can indulge like my total eating disorder as a kid without anybody giving me shit. And that Disney afternoon, man, that Disney afternoon. You had that two and a half hours of solid cartoon watching. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Without without the man giving me, harshing my buzz. You did your homework then. Yeah, latchkey kids for life. Beth, you're all up on, is it, is it, what's it called? Mixer. And that's where you do the video gaming, right? Yes, that's where I do the streaming, mixer.com slash Noplahoma. You can also follow me on Twitter at Noplahoma, because that's where I have all my tweets related to my streaming. Tell us just briefly, I want to go deeper into that later, but you uh, you broadcast yourself while playing video games, yeah? Correct. And um, every once in a while, I'll do like 
I'll play with makeup or something. I've done that a little bit, but mostly gaming. Uh, I plan on streaming some Just Dance 2020, which just came out. So pretty excited. Nice, nice. We'll be checking that out. Uh, sexy, sexy. Where uh, where can you be found? All the same places you can find Thunder Talk, but my handle thingy is Thunder Talk Thor. And no, I do not have a mixer. Well, you should get one. Do you have a SoundCloud? Oh yeah, get the uh, get on my SoundCloud URL. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Kavika, Kavika, I know you're out there. D- d- I getting am. it done doing this and that. So you can find me on Twitter at K to say rambles on, and you can also find me streaming with Nope at uh, on Mixer at. Um, Mixer.com slash Ferial, F-I-R-I-E-L. What, are you playing Eve, Eve Online? Because I, I actually know a lot about that game. I've never, yeah, you, what, what are you doing on Mixer? Well, uh, most of the time when I, I stream, I play games like uh, World of Tanks. Uh, Destiny 2. Destiny 2, you know, things like that. Nice. I wish you were going to say like Destiny's Child, like there was a Destiny's yeah. Child game out there. <laughs> there probably is. There, there needs the to be. The club is full of ballas and their pockets full grown. I mean, I could see there being like a sort of Destiny's Child PS1 game back in 1999 that got rated like 2 out of 10 on uh, what's an out-of-date video game at game I think Pro. two stars being gener- overly generous. Yeah. One I, I and was a half hoping, stars. Like, yeah, I mean, Hannah Montana had the same thing. What I'm saying is I was hoping that there was, there was... Yeah, I was hoping that there was like a persistent, hardcore, like 5 million user MMO of Destiny's Child going right now. There's got to be an alternate universe. I mean, we don't even know how big the universe is. There's a chance that... Uh, yeah, just fly, fly, fly long enough. Yeah, and not, or, and you'll find world that. of Beyonce, world, world of Beecraft. Of Beyonce, dude, fuck colonizing Mars. I want to find that dimension where, where everything I just said was a thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mark McRae was on the show. Helped me interview Brandon. You can find him at uh, thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com. Uh, also, best Saturdays of our lives on Facebook. Just type in uh, T B S O O L into Google, and yeah, you'll find him that way too. So thanks for being on the show, The Mark. initials thanks. of best Saturdays of our lives. Yes. Thank you for, to Brandon Hilton for being on the show. Super rad having you here. And we'll hope to have you back soon. Um, I don't know. What else? What else, guys? Uh, I think good. that's it. Yeah. Be good to each other. Should we let these good people go home now? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, on your way home from your listening party, just uh, listen to this again. No, it really helps us with the downloads. Like, that's, that's not a lie. Yeah, if you could download this five or six times, uh, go tell your friends to download it. I know, I just feel like a whore now. I feel like I'm just asking too hard. Just whoring for those downloads. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Uh, thank you for watching. Listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Dot com. Talk is a production of the Weirdos Workshop with special guest star Mark McRae, starring Gavika Allo, Adam Wedston, Beth Allo, and Dan Klink. Drink, fight, and make your ancestors proud. Hey, so, uh, Lightning Lad, you remember how a couple issues ago 
when Mark did my intro. This is Mark McRae, the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. I'm actually not even in this episode, so I decided to hijack the intro. And then when you offered him a spot on the show, he was being smug about it. Hey, you know, this is like the, uh, this is sort of the fourth time you've been on the show. We, we would really, really love to have you on as, uh, as a regular. <laughs> Man, don't hold your breath. <laughs> and you know how uh, last issue, when you and him were talking after the credits, he just got randomly attacked by a cat. Mark, if you want to uh, uh, let us know when, uh, when you're ready, if you want to start the countdown. Yeah. Yes, hold on a moment. Okay. Mark? Well, uh, the cat was mine, so, yeah. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.